Welcome to February. Yes. Yet another cold month of the year. And it is it is getting there. Yeah, negative this weekend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we we were I was just getting ready to hit record and Steve started smelling his hoodie. <laughs> and I'm like, you can smell some poop there? No. <laughs> nope, it was Alfredo. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I just keep smelling like Alfredo from dinner somewhere. And I feel like it was like that buttery weirdness yeah. smell, but I can't find it anywhere. So... And it would only be poop because of our daughter, so I think he's okay. TMI for our viewers, I'm sorry. We've talked about that before. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so the groundhog saw his fucking shadow, so good for him. Fuck off, groundhog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my fuck of the week is that... Uh, my, and my last fuck of the week was that I was sick on my birthday. This fuck of the week is that I've been sick for the last two weeks because of our daughter... Uh, she brought home a little sniffle, and that sniffle has decided to take up residence in my throat. Uh, the whole family, actually. Yeah. I'm sure we both. I'm sure we both sound a little congested at yes. the moment. It's um, not fun. I slept on the couch one night just so you would sleep. Uh, I spent more time coughing than I care to care to even know. <laughs> it's not been good. Lots of tea, lots of honey. Yep. My fuck of the week um, is probably still kind of going because it's not quite the end of the week yet. Uh, good. It's it's a good, but uh, I'm exhausted. And that's my fuck is I've had several job interviews and conversations and emails and all the things, all the things this week. And I'm just worn out. Like I haven't, I was joking but it's not joking. I have literally gotten dressed five days in a row. And that's the first time in 365 days. More than that. <laughs> More than that, for sure. When did you come home? Like when, when did you get kicked out of the office? It was March, but I wasn't I wasn't dressed. Like I wasn't oh, dressed. Oh, dressed, up. dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I was you. always I was in jeans and a hoodie yeah. for all of last winter yeah. at work. So like it you're dressed up now. Yeah. Yeah, I've been dressed up every day for video interviews which are so weird um i mean it's fine because you still get to talk but it's like you have to get dressed and you have to look like you're going to an interview but you're going and you're sitting in your own house yeah and so i don't know if that's any weirder or more more challenging than so i sat in a couple couple interviews recently with candidates who like we obviously all wore our masks they was face to face we all wore our masks which i felt like was even worse because like i can't read your facial expressions i can't like yeah. get a sense of like i can't yeah, see you but it's like i don't know it's like you're dressed up obviously cuz you're in an interview but it's like you're in your own home yeah and they're seeing you in your own home so it's like yeah i don't know and it's funny i was getting made fun of because i was wearing pants like I actually, I got dressed. Like I had yep. dress pants, a belt, dress shirt, jacket. It's I did, game on, man. I didn't put any shoes on, but yeah. Um, like I was dressed, and I got so many comments on Instagram of like, <laughs> "Dude, you don't have to wear pants." And I'm glad I did yes. today. By the way, if you guys have interviews during the pandemic, wear pants because you never know when you're gonna have to stand up. Yeah. Just we're gonna leave that as it is. But I had to stand up today. Yeah, and I think it would be interesting if I were an interviewer. To ask them to stand up. Just as a little, you know, show me what you put on today. As long as you don't judge them, I guess, based off of what they're oh, wearing. But, 
It's an interview. To your point, it's an interview. So, I, I mean, I wasn't doing it because of that. I was no. doing it because I wanted to feel prepared. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, I made made this a purposeful right. thing. Yeah. Um, so, no job yet, but. Getting there. Good progress. Yes. So, that's, we're not going to talk about that piece so much this week, but uh, I thought it would be good to cover kind of a, a thematic topic of how do we um, get through challenging moments, experiences, chapters in our life, you know, as a, as a, as a married couple, as a, as a, as a family of three and a half, um, how do we get through that? So I, I thought that'd be a good topic for us to cover today. Do it. Hey everybody, Steve here. Um, we are so excited to launch uh, Brooke and Co. I know we've talked about that in the past, but um, you know these are t-shirts that we are really, really passionate about. Um, they, they are super comfortable. They wash well. They wear well. They can take you from running around town with the kids to dinner with your friends when we can go back and do that again. Um, and so uh, just to make sure you guys are able to try them, I wanted to give you guys a discount code. So head to Bruck and co.com and enter the code mantra and you'll get 10% off your order. Um, like I said, it is mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A, and you'll get 10% off of your entire order. And you know what? If you try them, please reach out. Let us know what you think, how comfortable you are, what you love about it, and uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. Sorry if you guys heard that email or that uh, little jingle in the background that was my email going off and i'm frantically always checking it for a job opportunity so apologize it's not a big deal we'll gladly get that on tape if it happens um so yeah you know we've been through our fair share of challenging experiences as a couple i mean we can go back to our time in new york or you know um here we've had some job situations numerous times. Um, obviously, the adoption in and of itself was a roller coaster. Loss of friends. Loss of friends. Dean, yeah. particularly. Yeah. Dean and Mark are both to cancer. Mark. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I think I don't know how this will go or how it how it will go, but I think Steve and I were joking the other day. Um. I don't know what we were watching. It might have been Hoarders. Um, because <laughs> we've gotten into that lately to kind of just make us feel better about our life. Um, we have a beautifully clean house compared we do. to those. We do. Um, minus the two tornado areas where Kennedy is allowed to do what she wants. Yeah. Um, but no, I, you made a joke to me about how when you met me, I was a very closed off person. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. but There was a wall. There was a wall. No, this was this was from a conversation I had with a friend. But then we started joking about it. Yeah. Okay. This right. person that I was that I was chatting with, uh, we met for coffee, and he said that he is um, he's a lot like me. He's emotionally, well, he's very emotive. Yeah. Um, and he's not afraid to share things. And he said he's always run against the wall with a lot of Iowa people. Gotcha. That there is, you can talk to them, you get to know them, but there's eventually you're gonna hit a wall. Yeah. And they don't let you through that wall. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. You definitely okay. had that when I met you. And you worked really hard to tear that down, not only for yourself. Yep. So I think that's good for you. Um, <laughs> for sure. But also the people that that are in our circle, like they get more of me now than they probably did in the past. 
Um, and I think one thing I'll say that, that, that I know for me, um, through some of these more challenging periods in in our, uh, nearly 10 years together, like I know that that has been helpful to have that approach more to be open about it. Now I still hold things back or hold them in. And like that raises my, my anxiety, which makes me then open up because like, I can't keep this thing. Cause I'm just going to fucking explode. So like, I know for me being open and honest about what I'm feeling and thinking during those more challenging times is super important. It's not any easier. It's almost more difficult, but I know for me, that's helpful. I mean, I think there's been moments where we, we haven't done very well. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to get the idea that we're perfect. We've got this down. <laughs> um, because I think even uh, when we, before we had Kennedy, we lost a baby with another adoption. And it took us going to counseling to figure out that we didn't mourn that. Yeah. We literally kind of said, okay, well, fuck it. And we kind of picked up and we got through like the holidays and then boom, there was Kennedy. Yeah. And then you get into raising the kid and you, we just never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So like, I definitely don't want people to hear this and be like, well, these guys obviously know what they're doing. We don't No, Which but, I think is why we're having this episode. Like how do we work through that? And counseling yeah. is part of our working through that. Yeah. And I, I don't ever want people to feel like they're the counseling is amazing. Yeah. It really is. And for yourself, for a couple, for whatever. Um, I always used to feel like I had, I was in counseling as a lot. And the reason I'm so emotive um, as an adult is because of some trauma that happened when I was um, um, a young teenager. And uh, I was forced to go to counseling for a few years. And that is actually what taught me to probably break down a lot of those walls and over, over emote. Um, yeah, my, my emotions. So, um, I don't necessarily think it's a fault for people who don't. I think it's just a skill, right? Right. It's just something that yeah. you learn, yeah. and some people learn it, and some people don't. Yeah. Um, but I think for you, you you almost need and correct me if I'm oh wrong. god here it goes for you <laughs> for you you need to you need time to think about it. Think about what you want to say. Yeah. Is it an appropriate thing for me to say? Um, is this the right time for me to say it? Like it's you kind of want it to be good. I, yes, like I want it to like I want it to be. It's that's a lot of the the way that I act in a meeting or a board meeting as well. Like before I open my mouth, I want to have processed what I want to say to make sure that's exactly what I want to say. Because like if I'm dealing with something like in our relationship or something and something's bothering me or whatever, I don't want to say something incorrectly. And that could mean I, I say it rudely, meanly attackingly, um, because then I've, I'm, I'm, I'm just ruining any opportunity to fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and B, I want to make sure like, I understand what I'm thinking, why I'm thinking it. Is this a real thing or do I just need to be like Richard, fucking let go like mm-hmm. I, so for me it, it's i i do need to go through that process and sometimes that's five minutes sometimes that's five days and yep. you hate when it's five days i hate when it's more than 10 minutes yes <laughs> um but i think that's that's my process to make sure that like i don't say something that's going to cause more problems for me and you mm-hmm. or anybody that i'm with so um yeah and that's the exact opposite for me and that's fine like i appreciate that about you that like you i can you for the most if, part if i wait like if I wait and try to think through it, it doesn't turn to thoughtfulness for me. It turns to resentment. 
Okay, then please be open and honest as quickly as you can. <laughs> <laughs> like I just it, because then I start to like. I don't, I'm, this is not an ex, this is not an example that's happened in real life. I'm just using it as a you know like if you it happened last night. Yeah, really. I mean if if you ruined a sweater of mine because you washed it right. Yeah, and I don't say anything, but it really pissed me off. Yeah. And then you go start cleaning the house. I'm going to find everything that you did wrong. Oh, my God. And I am going to let that boil. <laughs> and it's going to sit and fester. And then it's going to come in. This is amazing. And I'm just going to explode and say, listen, motherfucker. Like, in fairness, he's never said that to me. but No. but And I've never you've never done that either. Right. But it's like, that's why I have to talk about it. Yeah. Because it, it's not a positive thing for right. me. So usually, well, first of all, I can't hide. When I'm upset. No, you... I'm terrible at hiding yeah. when I'm upset, which makes me a terrible employee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I am not political I gotta delete all. that. <laughs> um, no, I just... I, I can't hide how I feel about things. Yeah. I just never have been yeah. able to. And uh, um, it's good in the sense that it forces me, because I don't want resentment, it forces me to say things immediately. Yeah. There is no waiting it's and I'm luckily lucky enough to know exactly how I feel in that moment and how to communicate it. Um, and the flip side of that is sometimes I could say it. I didn't say it, I don't say it poorly, but I could have said it better. Right. Yeah. And so I may have maybe I have to say it a couple times, and it may, usually means that I have to talk for a long period of time. Yep. Because I don't always feel like I'm getting exactly yep. where, where I need to. And that's to. where that's where I process a lot to make sure that I get it out right the first time. Yes. Um, which is so we're a little bit different, um, which is 100% okay. Yep. And we've had a lot of long conversations, we, thanks to me. And I'm like I'm okay with the long <laughs> conversation because um, that's how you process and you being um, you process verbally yep. almost, and that helps me to understand where your head is at. And so I, I'm not upset about those conversations yep. at all. Like. Um, I think those are good. Um, Most of the time. But I think like with the case of that first baby that we lost, yeah. I don't, I, I'm i not going to give details here, but our marriage was in a really okay. rocky place. <laughs> and it was in a really rocky place for, a, I wouldn't say a while, but yeah, two months. Yeah. Right? Is that That's accurate? Fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, n- it was nothing like, you know, I hate you, you're going to die. You know, nothing like domestic violence, nothing crazy like that. Um, but it was big for us. And, I, you know, a big part of that was not really realizing all this pain that we had buried. I'll say I had buried. I won't know about you. Um, again, festering, right? You don't deal with it. If he doesn't yeah. deal with it, it turns into something much bigger than it yeah. needs to. I think for that, like, we didn't at least for me like i didn't recognize that that's what was what was happening in that moment me either it took us a year to figure out that that's what had happened like it was it took us a year almost a year until we went to until we went to counts couples counseling more than a year until we like figured that shit out yeah i mean yep so yeah so i think for me i mean that's one aspect of um hard times yeah i think that death is a different type of hard time yeah um and that also require death requires a different um i respond differently with death than i do with like what we just talked about yeah needing communication yeah i don't talk when there's <laughs> death um 
How do you deal with death? Do you know? Um, I have, yeah, that's hard. Um, I probably become more talkative. <laughs> um, we're exact opposites. So weird. <laughs> I mean, it'll be different. I'm sure when it is my mom or dad, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've lost, uh, my grandpa. I was, I was a, a teenager when that happened. Um, and so I didn't really know what to even say, but like I knew I was not at all hiding what I felt or thought. Um, and neither did my dad. Like he didn't say a whole lot, but you could see it. Like you could, you could see what he was experiencing mm-hmm. losing his dad. So, um, like when, when we lost Dean, like that night, so like I, I got the call when I was at work. Um, and this is a wonderful family friend that I grew up with. He passed away from, uh, a five year fight with, uh, cancer, God, five years ago now, give or take. Yep. And I got the call at work. It was middle of the day, and he had passed away. And so I, I think I texted you, or maybe I called you. I don't remember. Um, but I came home that day, and I was like, "We need to just go for a walk." And we took took the dog for a walk. And I remember just walking on our on our bike path, and I cried walking. I mean, and you I, were talking. I was talking. I needed to talk, and that meant I was going to cry talking. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think for me with, with death, it's I'm going to talk and I'm going to cry. And both those things are what I need. Yeah. And I think my f- initial response with death is, and it's family or someone not necessarily like direct family, but a friend or close family friend or something. It's breathe, act. What do we need to do? Yeah. And this is probably the, the oldest child coming out of me. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Um, is like the, okay. This fucking sucks, and it, I'm gonna probably cry my eyes out. But right now, what? Ne- how can we support this person? Yeah. And I kind of do that, honestly. Now that I'm saying this out loud, I almost do this when pe- other people are hurting. Um, this person that I had coffee with, um, that we talked about a little bit ago, um, was just talking about some. He recently lost his job as well, and was going through some emotional stuff and my I found out a few days earlier and in my text message I said how can I support you like you know is there is there a type I said in my love is there a type of love that you're not getting that Richard and I can help you with meaning food meaning whatever like you <laughs> define that however you want to define that um, and so when it comes to like someone else's the loss of someone or someone else's grief my first response is, you have to be there for them. Right. So stop talking and go do. Um, and I, we have a couple friends, Josh and Heidi, that I think are a lot like that as well. Yeah. I feel like they're very much the same. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, and then when that's done, when when we have time to sit and I, f- and I feel internally like, okay, we're in a good spot. I feel like things are getting are moving. Things yeah. are or have been taken care of. Right. Or in Mark's case, I obviously I didn't have help with the funeral or anything. But right. like, I saw and heard that Deidre was being taken care of, and we didn't have to go buy her groceries. Like we didn't, she didn't need anything. Right. Things were done for. Her. I could sit in the chapel during the funeral, and that's when I broke down. Yeah. Um. And obviously, got to give her a hug and say, "How can I support you? How can I love you?" Yeah. Um. So now my parents, parent, my mom will be very different. Yep. I'm going to lose my shit. Yep. Um, 
God help Richard when that happens. <laughs> I'm going to be inconsolable, but I will be there. More power to you, buddy, because you're, <laughs> you're going to need it. So I'm curious, and I apologize. I've got a tickle in my throat all of a sudden. <clears throat> uh, what uh, what do you do to maintain some kind of uh, healthy, positive attitude in your day-to-day life? As in, like, over the years? No, like, in now. Meditation. Hands down. Uh, I started on January 7th, which is almost a month now that I just said that out loud. A month to Saturday. days. Um, and I will say that has been, I didn't know what I was doing. I talked to a couple of friends of ours who um, practice regularly. It always sounded a little hippie-ish to me. <laughs> and so I was always a little bit leery of it. Not that there's, not to devalue anyone's experience with it whatsoever, uh, but I don't know. I just didn't. It seemed a little granola, a little crunchy. Um, but I, after after what was the last year of politics and the stress of the last. Did I miss something? No, no, you didn't miss anything. I'm making a joke. I know you didn't miss anything. <laughs> He's gone. We're good. Um, stressful, obviously, yeah. with a little bit everything. There's just about a bunch of job work and you know everything. COVID. COVID, um, yeah. Let's just I was say- like, I, I made two decisions to, one, to, to slowly move out of eating meat, and the other one is to um, start meditating. And I talked to some friends and learned some some of the practices uh, through a couple of resources. And while I'm still very much a beginner, um, I definitely know the days that I don't. Yeah. My body feels different physically. My brain operates differently when I don't. Um, and while, that, again, I'm still very new at that, I can see that as a really beneficial thing in terms of balancing emotional health when we get to those bad times, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Um, I can actually see that as almost turning into a refuge in those times, being like, Richard, I'm upset. I need to go meditate for a bit. Like, I can actually see that as like a... Uh, therapy. Yeah, and it's no different to me than like, Richard, I'm stressed. I need to go for a run. Okay, go for a run. Do your thing. Like, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, that's definitely something. Um, I honest, <laughs> Richard's coughing. I'll see. <laughs> he is uh, <clears throat> really losing. Has all the sickness thanks yeah. to Kennedy. Um, one thing I've done for quite a few years now, and this is when I started yoga back in 2008, is part of yoga is like. Um, stopping the world around you, focusing on your breath and realizing where you are in this moment. And sometimes that requires an evaluation of your body, your physical body. Where are you aching? Where are you hurting? Um, where maybe are you tense? Uh, where are you carrying your stress? Things like that. But also then emotionally, like what is your emotional state in this moment? And I find myself when we get into stressful days or days that are... <clears throat> Um, harder than others or moments that are harder than life, I find myself asking myself internally, what is this feeling? And it can happen an out once an hour. Like it can happen 30, 40 times a day if it's that bad of a day. And say like, what are you feeling? Do you need to stop? Do you need to acknowledge this feeling and go step outside and take a few deep breaths and move on? Like what? what is this feeling? 
like identify it and figure out what you need to kind of move on for the day. Um, so most, all of that is internal for me. Again, being an emotive person, it usually lives in the emotion. Yeah. Um, so it's finding ways to combat those emotions. Or like you said earlier, to recognize where, Steve, you're being a jackass. Why are you getting all upset about this? This is stupid. Like, honor the fact that you feel about it. You feel that way about it, but let it go yep. and move on. Yep. Sometimes that's exactly what it all takes. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, sometimes if it's like an equality thing where it strikes something deep, it takes a while to come out of that. And there are days like you just want to say, I need to go home for the rest of the day. Yep. Because it bothers me that much. Yep. So I what that. about you? What do you do on a daily? Um, I don't really do a daily. If I had the time, I do it on a daily. Uh, I'd work out every day probably. Um, but I don't. And that's just, it's fine. Um, but I, I think for me, like there's three things that I try and do regularly that help me work out as one. Um, I like to read, read for fun. Um, that sounds really dumb, but that's just a way for me to just kind of like go to another world, whether it's fiction or business or nonfiction. Like it's still a, another, uh, another thing to do. And then of course I forgot what the third thing was going to be. <laughs> um, well, shit, those two things for sure. No, I don't remember. No, I'm just, no, I'm mad. Um, yeah, it's nothing like groundbreaking. Oh, spend time with people in, in my circle. Whether oh, that's that, the last thing I need. And that's why, that's how we're different. Like, yeah. um, whether that's you or, uh, friends at coffee or drinks, um, I think that's been the challenge of the last year is not being able to do that um, on a Saturday afternoon. Like, hey, let's go go to a brewery and let the kids play and hang out or go to the park and hang out. Like, mm-hmm. that's been the hardest part because that is a big piece of what drives happiness for me. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to backfill as best I can. But that's uh, the extrovert in you. I'm, I'm in <clears throat> serious need of extrovert time. <laughs> serious need. I think that uh, would only apply to me like with incredibly close friends. Like if I'm having a bad day, I would probably go to my best friend, yeah. Melissa. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I guess I don't do it on bad days. I, to me, that's a, so long as it's a regular thing, then it's like keeping that gas tank full. Gotcha. Right. Um, like that's if I'm probably having, shopping for me. Like then. if I'm having a bad day and I need to call some, you know, someone in the circle, I'll call them or text them. Like I can still get that yeah. actual connection, but not that face to face. We're just hanging out laughing and like, just enjoying each other's company. Like so, I'll never forget after that golf event, what, two years ago now? At least two years ago. Um, it was this Friday afternoon and we were with some coworkers of mine at the principal charity classic. And we were, we'd been in the sun all day and it's like, ah, let's go. And Zach and Claire, our friends were like, let's just go grab a drink somewhere. And I'm like, yes, let's go do it. Like that serendipity of those, you know, experiences always add tremendous energy to my bucket yeah so well there was a really it's funny you say these things that you kind of do that keep you elevated um my friend wes had this recommendation and i want to share with everybody because i've started doing it and um him and i are going to work on what to do with the data (laughs) this is news to me (laughs) great but um essentially he everyone has a gmail account and under under Gmail, you can go and you can create a custom form. Um, and so <clears throat> the recommendation that came to me was, uh, I call it my, my mindfulness check-in because um, it, it ties more to my 
meditation stuff, but every time I, every day, I go into this Google form and it's basically, you just fill it out every day. Yeah. And the first question is, um, which of the, which things did you do today that bring you joy? Um, or, you know, bring you peace or whatever you're looking for. And you list out like in check boxes, go for a walk, listen to music, cook, shop, whatever things that really bring you joy. Um, and my next question, and make your form personal to you. Like it doesn't need to be Steve's form. But my next one is like, did you remind yourself today of your self-worth? That's my next question. Yes or no. Um, and then like I have a spot for notes. Like if I want to say express anything and I just submit it every day. Um, and in the back end, it tallies all this yeah. data, all of your answers. Um, <clears throat> and I think the goal there is after a year of doing that, you go through and you, you start to, and this is where we would get to analyze the data, but yeah. say, uh, oh, I'm sorry. One of the questions was on our scale of one to 10, how are you feeling? So today? You, you need some, how some, are you feeling yeah. today <clears throat> on the days where you feel an eight, you can then associate the activities that cause you to feel an eight um, and make the activities list as long as you want. And what that does, it helps you understand if you don't know what makes you happy on a daily, mm -hmm. just start recording it right. and see what it tells you when you're done. So one thing I did start to do, it's, it's, it's not as scientific as that. I'm trying kind of a modified version of the bullet journal where you know, very high level notes every day. What happened? What did I take away from a meeting? Ideas I had. And I'm, I'm going to try it for a quarter and just kind of see how I feel about how it's managing just my day to day. But the other thing is that you can go back and see some trends in your own happiness or what triggered me that day. Yep. And so like, I, yeah, hundred percent. I get that. And the cool thing about the, the form thing is it's on your phone, yeah. right? Like you, just you can take it, it anywhere. And, right. So if you're, if you're laying in bed at night, you're like, Oh shit, yeah. I forgot to do it. Yeah. It takes two seconds yeah, yeah. and you just, you know, but I, and the key to this is to not look at the data. Yeah. You got to wait to look because at the data. Because what, what's going to happen is you're going to be like, oh, well, I had a lot of fours over the past two months and I didn't remind myself of my self-worth at all. And I didn't do anything. That, well, you're going to start judging yourself. Yeah. yeah. And the goal with that is not to not judge yourself, but to say, this was my moment. This right. is how I, this is how I was in all of these different moments and that's okay. Yeah. But let me help identify myself over time what brought me happiness. Yeah. Um, this was not like a <laughs> this was not a Chopra thing. Like this was just my friend Wes doing this. And I was like, this is genius. Yeah. Because it's hard data. Yep. It's about you. That you put in every yep. day. Yeah. And it takes five seconds. Yeah. So cool. Anyone needing a tip, there you go. There you go. Like or it. bullet journaling. Yeah. Just something, just being self aware. I mean, that's what it is. Like, well, some people aren't though. That's, I mean, the, that's thing. the thing, you, and you have to make time for it. But like, um, on my other podcast that I that I do, this week's episode was all about stress, and like, it's re it's a really simple thing. Like, if you are finding yourself getting to work or getting home and you're super super stressed, ask yourself why are, why are you why are you getting to your destination super stressed? Because there are times when sometimes it's you're taking the busy roads. And busy roads and stupid drivers piss you off. Then take a back road. Like, mm -hmm. super simple. Like, I take the back roads to and There's from work. There's a metaphor there as well. I take the back roads to and from work, A, because it, it is faster, but B, because then I, there's literally no traffic. Mm -hmm. I can just drive and listen to my podcasts. What's the metaphor? Well, life. <laughs> you know, like some, I think a lot of us, especially millennials who are very focused on our careers, we focus on the busy roads yeah because that's where we think success is going to be right. 
and then we get stressed out and then we get freaked out and you know we're overworked yep. and really tired yep. and there's no balance like at the same i feel like there's a metaphorical back road here to where it needs to be like what what do i need to do yeah to find a back road to lead to more calm yeah um so totally i get that yeah i think the um, um, when it comes to pulling this back into how do we get you know on the on the daily or how do we get through difficult times? Um, the older I get, and this was not something I was necessarily raised with, but the older I get, the more I realize that it's my responsibility for the way I feel and the way I react. I get to choose how I react to certain things. And I'm not, I'm definitely not perfect, nor am I ever going to be. But in the times when we do have a death or we do lose a child, or our marriage is struggling. I have an opportunity in each of those moments to be like, what is best for for me in this moment? Um, and the older I get, the more that resonates more and more and more. And I think Richard and I have talked quite a bit about wanting Kennedy to have strong emotional health. And that's like emotional awareness. And, and I think it's just because something we... You, as you said, you had a wall for a while, which caused a lot of emotional cutoff. Yep. For me, I was the opposite. I was too emotional. <laughs> um, it's because I didn't learn any of the skills to manage those emotions. Right. Like, that's a huge part of raising her. Yeah. Is, you know what? She's feeling this. She's screaming. And it drives me crazy when she screams, oh, my God. But she needs to express that frustration. Yeah. So like our thing now is like, you can be frustrated. Well, let's find the right way to express that frustration mm-hmm. so you can get results. I have right? to give you credit. Richard um, got hurt. So one thing we saw on TikTok, ironically. Yes, we did. We saw a mom. <laughs> side note, everybody. Sorry. This is just a parental proud moment. Uh, Richard saw this TikTok or I sent it to him or something. And uh, this toddler, I would say. Yeah, was he was two. Two. Yep. yep. Was, yeah. Uh, screaming out of control and she walked over to him and she's like okay let's breathe and they just took like (sighs) like breaths together yep Yep. and he stopped yep and what's funny is that richard's been working on with her to kennedy to do this and she's starting to pick it up Mm -hmm. and when she does it she stops right like it it it, it takes it's amazing like, you just have to like get in her face like so she can look on you and you like say kennedy stop for, just stop like let recognize that she's upset yep. and then it's like okay well, why don't you take a deep breath with breath with me and she likes to copy you now so like i that's why it's working yeah you just do it and she does it and you do two or three four of them yeah and you're like are we okay now and she moves and on. she goes back to play yeah it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing and parenting and, hack for any of you out yeah, there. <laughs> it's all about, it's all about, I think for, for me and you know, to kind of pull this full circle, like with her, with you, with me, like it's all, it's, it's about validating what you're feeling in that moment. Cause it's, it's valid. You're feeling it. Right. Yep. And then how do you, how do you work through it? What do you, what do you learn? What can you learn from it? How do you address it? And what tools right. are you continually working on uh, crafting right. so that you can, do those in the moment right yeah so, so I, it, it, we are a constant work in progress oh boy am i ever <laughs> but, but uh we continue on that journey <laughs> it's it's human that's the thing yeah. it's like at the end of the day all of this is human and it's uh richard and i are definitely not unique in our pain 
there's a lot of people who have experienced a lot of the same, if not the exact same thing we are. Um, but it's our journey walking through that. And so I hope you guys were able to at least get some ideas or uh, maybe just even, you know, exercise some thoughts of things to help you check those emotions, whether it be you hold them back or you're like me and way too just expressive. Brought them out. Yeah, God. <laughs> Mouth diarrhea. Um, but uh, yes, uh, thanks guys for listening and we will see you guys next episode. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this show and this podcast. We love doing it. We love putting it together. If you would, please do go follow us on Instagram. We are at Richard and Steve or on Twitter if you would like at fuck is our mantra. And if you really like this, please tell your friends about it. That's how people find us. That's how we get to spread, you know, our stories and our message of, of positivity and inclusiveness and just living life to the fullest. So please do that. And finally, please leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Five stars if you really, really, really fucking loved it. And four if you were kind of like, yeah, it was kind of funny and I'm going to come back next time. So again, thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and we'll chat with you soon.